Hi, Mama. Welcome back. I'm so pumped to be here with you today. I hope as I keep talking about restoration theory, you are just loving it all. We've gone through the core components of how to develop your pain and your peace cycle. If you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend going back. A lot of what we're talking about in the future is going to kind of hinge on that. It is a technique I'm going to use throughout our time together. So make sure you've caught all six of those episodes. But even though we've gone through the bulk of the the core of the theory, there is so much other good stuff that restoration theory has in it. And so today I'm actually going to teach you a technique that restoration theory teaches to therapists. So while I still recommend grabbing a therapist if, if you're in a place that you're ready to really dig into healing, you can kind of use this to be your own therapist a little bit. Really, it's just such a powerful way to shift your thinking about your family of origin. This is going to help you rethink how how to navigate those difficult relationships, especially with the people that raised you or just had a really big impact on your growing up and created some of those wounds for you. And so this is just a really great way to shift that thinking. And I just want to also remind you, healing cannot happen in a void. You have to have people on that journey with you. And so just make sure you're jumping into Morning Mama Collective. It's a great community where we can talk about the real stuff. We are diving deeper on a lot of topics. And it's just a good place to be surrounded by like-minded people that are walking through the same journey. Though I will mention this does not replace real relationships. You also need to have some real relationships, friendships, people in your church that you can go to to talk about this stuff and work through it with people. Because, yeah, healing, bringing up all this childhood stuff can bring up a lot. So make sure you're not doing this alone. Make sure you have people on the journey with you. And I am so excited to jump into today's content. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so hopefully by now, you have all mapped out your pain cycles and your peace cycles. You're beginning to use these four steps that are so simple, but are literally working to rewire your brain. So if you've, if you've gone through all of this, you know, as you've created that pain cycle, you realize that all of these bad behaviors, these bad decisions, these destructive things you do again and again, you realize now that that comes out of this place of pain, this wound that was created in you. And from that place of pain, that wound, that lie, if you will, it is triggering this 
coping behavior that you learned a long time ago. You're responsible for it, but it is in fact part of that pain that you experience. It's triggered by it. And so until you learn to rewire your brain, when you experience that pain, your brain is automatically going to go to that destructive coping that you have done for most of your life. And yes, while I always talk about how we are responsible for our actions and we can't blame it on our parents, we can't blame it on the pain, it is our job to do the work, I do hope that this has helped create just some empathy for yourself, that you can see like why it is so hard to just stop that behavior that you so badly want to stop. And as you give yourself that empathy, I hope that it has helped you regulate yourself to go through those four steps to embrace the truth and try to step into these new behaviors. So that is one of the beauties to me of restoration theory, just this empathy, this automatic empathy that we get to discover as we go through this. And we've talked a little bit about it, but this empathy can also be used for other people. As we look at their behaviors, their destructive coping, how they've hurt us, what has happened that has led to our wounds, we can use that empathy, apply that empathy to them. So that's kind of what we're doing today. This technique in restoration theory is called looking up, looking down. And just a reminder, if you're just joining us, I did not create restoration theory. It was created by one of my professors, Dr. Terry Hargrave. He is incredible. There are um, actual currently working restoration therapists that can take you deeper into this. I have all of that training, but I'm acting more now as a coach just because of how I feel God calling me. But I highly recommend going to their website. It's linked in my show notes. Uh, You can check out books there, find a therapist. You can go to trainings if you yourself are a therapist. Uh, There's also groups you can run in churches. So much amazing content. I just have to highlight that and um, cannot speak highly enough to it. So jumping into looking up, looking down. I want you for a minute, and I know this might be really painful for some of you, so make sure you have someone with you on this journey if it's if it's really triggering, or make sure you do this in the context of uh, therapy. But I want you just to think for a minute about your parents. So we've been looking at the wounds that were created in you as a child, and so I just want you to look at that. What what behavior did your parents have that created those wounds? And I'm sure for a lot of you, this is fresh on your mind as you've been creating your pain cycle and looking at what you felt and uh, looking at why you felt that way. What, what was triggering that pain for you? So maybe your parents were angry and harsh. Maybe they struggled with addiction and you know, that consumed their whole world. And so they weren't as present for you. They didn't maybe even care for you, like physically care for you. And that addiction just could have been as simple as work or TV as well. It doesn't have to be alcohol or drugs. Uh, maybe it was alcohol or drugs, any of those things. Maybe they criticized you. Maybe they talked to you about their fr- frustrations about the other parent. Maybe, maybe you were abused any level, anything, I want you just to think about that for a minute. Now, I just want to pause here and remind you, we are not trying to excuse any behavior. That is not the goal. Their actions were wrong. They were sin. They were destructive to 
the relationship with you. They wounded you. And so they are still fully responsible. And we're not trying to minimize or excuse it. But as we try and press a little bit into understanding and empathy, it can really help us heal. Without that component of understanding, it can be so easy just to remain angry and point the finger and say, look what you did to me because those things are real. That's it, it's it's fact that happened. However big or small, it was pain to you and it created a wound. And so when we don't seek out understanding and empathy, it's so easy to point the finger because those bad actions were real. But if you are a follower of Jesus, the Bible calls us to forgive, forgive and forgive again and again and again. And forgiveness will be a whole other episode. And I do want to mention forgiveness doesn't mean that there's no boundaries. It doesn't mean that you let someone fully into your life, that you share everything with them, that you're close to them. That's not necessarily what forgiveness is. It can until that. But for forgiveness means not holding it against them anymore. It means giving it to God, releasing it from your hands and not carrying it around with you anymore. And empathy and understanding can really help step into this forgiveness. So we can easily see how your parents' actions were these violations of love and trust that we've been talking about. And they created these wounds inside of you that developed your core feelings and then formed your pain cycle like we've we've been talking about. But when you look at your parents' actions, you got to remember that their actions also came from their pain cycle. And just like you, their pain cycle was created from violations of love and trust in their life. So I don't know if you've thought about this before, but I want you to take a couple minutes and and maybe more. Maybe you need to journal about this later and like really sit in it because it can be really powerful. But I want you to think about how your parents were raised. What did they go through? What were their parents like? And I just want to remind you that we don't always get the full picture because I know a lot of uh, grandparents, when they become grandparents, they have gone through some process of healing or they realize things along the way and they can be completely transformed into what would appear to us like, wow, my grandparents are so amazing. They are, they are great. I don't know what my parents deal is with them. And so you have to remember that your parents' experience was completely different. It was, you know, decades before you knew these people. And, you know, grandparents, obviously, we know this, don't get the bulk of the work, right? They, they're there, you know, obviously there's different situations. But generally speaking, the grandparents are the ones the kids go to and then they give them back to the parents, right? So don't think that you know exactly what your parents went through, if you just see how your how their parents are now. So that being said, if you if you don't know a lot about what your parents went through, what circumstances they faced, what how they got parented, this might actually be a really cool opportunity to form a connection if they are safe enough to have this conversation. 
And the cool part is this conversation, it doesn't even have to be about you and your wounds. So even if they're not super safe people, you can just open up this discussion just to hear their stories. And you, you know, don't have to go and share about yourself if you're not feeling like they're safe enough to hold that yet. But just to open up that conversation and say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this. I'm trying to heal, you know, from the things I've been through. And I just was realizing I don't know a lot about your story. Like, what what did you go through? What were your parents like? What What is your experience? And I think that even if you feel like you know some about what your parents went through, I just think that can be such an incredible conversation to have. So eye-opening, so connecting, and even just powerful for your own healing. Because as you're hearing these stories, you're going to start to realize, whoa, okay, this is where the wounds came from in my parents. And this is the coping they were, they were acting out of this wound. They learned that destructive coping from their parents, and they were acting out of that big wound inside of them. Again, still responsible for those actions, but understanding where that came from, understanding the bigger picture can be so helpful. So maybe if your parents were really harsh with you and yelled a lot and were very reactive, how did their parents speak with them? What what wounds might be there? Do you think they also might struggle with feeling like they're not good enough and being triggered by that? And, you know, also have, have they healed from their past? Did they ever seek healing or even share what they have gone through with people? I know, you know, very generally speaking, the previous generation has been much less likely to go to therapy, to talk about these things. I think a, a, a lot of the mentality was just to shove it down. It doesn't need to be talked about. I'm fine. You just got to be strong and push through. So if, if that's your parents, like what might they be carrying that no one else knows about? And wow, how isolating must that be to have these memories, this, this trauma that no one else can see and no one else knows about, even, even in their spouse potentially. I can only imagine how painful and heavy that would be to carry alone. So if, if you look at that, you know, it's true. I keep saying it. They made real mistakes. But understanding where those mistakes were coming from, maybe, maybe you can begin to see that they weren't actually just these horrible people. Maybe it's not true that they hated you. Maybe it's not true there was something wrong with you or they didn't like you. I mean, if you think about it, it probably, if we're seeing this through the lens of pain cycles, that behavior towards you really had nothing to do with you. It was all about their pain. All of that was coming out of their pain. And it really was nothing to do with you, even though it impacted you and looked like it was about you. Even if there was harsh, ugly words towards you about who you were, it's not actually about you. It's about their pain. Maybe those words were spoken over them. And if 
we aren't careful, what we do if we don't find that healing is we just repeat the same patterns that we found in our family of origin. And that's how these things get passed down is because if we don't intentionally change them, if we don't find that healing, we just repeat them. And another thing that can happen is that we can see what they did and go the complete opposite direction. But the thing is, if we don't find that healing, if we don't heal ourselves, most likely that opposite direction is also going to be too far in the other direction. So, for example, maybe your parents grew up with alcoholic parents and that is what they knew. That is what they saw. And then now with you, they are crazy controlling about every part of your life and, uh, you know, don't want you to go anywhere near alcohol and can't talk about it, can't have it in the house Anything having to do with that is off limits. And that's just, you know, one example. It can, it can be controlling in a lot of other areas because they experience a very out-of-control environment. That's what happens when there's addictions. It's the environment becomes out of control. And so, you know, maybe your parents took that and they didn't heal from it, but, you know, they went in the opposite direction and they became very controlling. So that's another lens to look through as you're hearing about their story Maybe they're not passing down those same exact patterns, but maybe they did what they did in reaction to what they saw in their parents and they, and they never found that healing. And I would challenge you even to take those core feelings that you have and kind of put them in the light of looking at your parents' past. You know, maybe one of your things you feel, one of the things you believe is that you're not good enough. And maybe, maybe that's because a parent told that to you. Maybe the words literally came out of their mouth, or maybe that's because the parent wasn't there. And so you begin to believe, oh, well, they're not here for me. They're not present because there's something wrong with me. It must mean that I'm not good enough. So wherever that lie came from, I, I just challenge you to take it and look at it in the context of, okay, this is what I believe because my parents did this, but backtrack on that pain cycle. They spoke harshly. They were critical. They spoke words of death over you. But what pain was that coming from in them? Maybe, maybe they felt like they weren't good enough. And so when they got triggered by your behavior, you know, as maybe like a toddler or, you know, just a kid that is growing up and making mistakes because we all have sin in us. So as you're making mistakes as a kid, maybe you triggered them because they didn't know what to do. They felt like, gosh, I don't know how to parent this. Am I even doing a good enough job? I'm not good enough. Maybe that was spoken over them as well. And so then out of that place, they get angry. And they blame, right? Because blame takes that feeling off of us and we point it at someone else. So if I feel like I'm not good enough, oh gosh, one of the best ways I can deal with that is to blame someone else because then it's not really about me. And so maybe that's where those words were coming from that, oh, you just can't get it together. You're, you're not good enough. You, you need to do better. Maybe that's coming from their own insecurity because of how they grew up, because of the lies inside of them. 
So take each one of those words and really look at where might that have been coming from. Now, the second part is looking down. So we're looking down at our kids. We're going to talk a lot more about this week and how you can even use some of this knowledge and techniques to help your kids. But even just with insight, you can start looking down at your kids, okay? When they are acting out, what gets triggered inside of you? And then what do you do with that? Right? So we'll go with the same example because I know from talking to moms, my own experience and other moms, one of the biggest things that we feel as moms is that we're not good enough, that we're not measuring up. And so say, you know, you are, your kid is acting out and you just don't feel like you know what to do. You feel like it's about you. Their behavior is about you. You're doing something wrong and you begin to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just not good enough. And then that triggers your pain cycle. So you go to your destructive coping and maybe you're coping just like you watched your parents do is to yell and be harsh and, and blame. And so you say those harsh words towards your kids, maybe they're not as harsh, but your kids don't know what you experienced. So it's still going to feel harsh to them. Now think about that for a second. When you speak those harsh words to your kids, at the core, is it ever really about them? Would you ever speak those words to them if you were completely grounded? Even even if they're hot messes, even if they are struggling big time with their behavior, would you ever speak those words to them? Do you really believe those words? I'm not trying to make you feel guilty at all. I'm trying to help you see when your parents spoke those words over you, It's not because it was true. It's not even because they believed it. They were acting out of their pain. So those moments you mess up with your kids and you're acting in this ugly way because we all struggle at times with it. We all are going to fall into our pain cycles. When you fall in, is it ever about your kids? You're triggered by your kids. But that thing you choose in that destructive coping actually has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with your own pain. So I challenge you to spend some time thinking, maybe asking about what your parents went through and what that looked like. And look through those core feelings you have through the lens of where did those come from? Did my parent really feel that way about me? Or was that out of their destructive coping? Which we know the answer, right? There's probably a resistance inside of you to believe that. Because your brain doesn't want you to believe it. And I don't think it's just your brain. I believe the enemy, Satan, it doesn't want you to believe it either. Because if you're stuck in your pain and your lies, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be stuck in that destructive coping. Because if you can't learn to believe the truth, you're not going to get out of that pain cycle. And so I believe there's going to be a lot of resistance to you believing this. So when you feel that resistance, just remember that you're not alone in it. And it's not because it's not true. The truth is your parents' behavior, your parents' words had nothing to do with you. I'm praying that God will join you in this and begin to heal some of those wounds that can be so big 
and dark, but I believe that he is going to begin to shine a light on the truth. And that's just going to help you reinforce that truth so you can get out of these destructive pain cycles. I'm praying for you, mama, and believing in you. Can't wait to hear what God does. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.